Hey, 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 everybody. We are back again. It's been a bit. Lots to talk about. You know, in lieu of, of, of you know, kind of catching up and 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 scouring the, the wrestling world for, you know, what's new, what's hot, what's going on and whatnot, we are, we're going to do our year in review. It's been a crazy year. I think I think we're going to have some really interesting conversation. We're going to run through essentially what we think is the biggest clickbait of the year. We're going to talk about the biggest disappointment. Of course, we have the breakout star of the year where, you know, Tom, I don't know if he's going to repeat two years in a row. I believe he called the last year's breakout star a fact that he has continued to remind Jim and I of. Throughout the year, we have an upcoming breakout star, and then we have the match of the year, pay-per-view of the year, promo of the year, book of the year, and then, of course, we're going to end it with the big three, tag team of the year, male wrestler of the year, and female wrestler of the year. So we got a lot to cover. I'd say, uh, without further ado, gents, let's, let's get into it. Let's talk some shop. I don't know who wants to start. Biggest clickbait of the year the biggest what do you think was the biggest story to me i think the biggest story of the year is the cm shenanigans and cm punk uh going quote unquote home to the wwe i think that was probably the biggest uh in in my opinion the biggest uh story of the year uh what do you guys think yeah i mean it was a pretty gigantic story <laughs> it's a, it's an ongoing gigantic story yeah I, I don't think that's a bad choice uh whatsoever yeah. no that that was mine i hey it's our uh I, our first uh unanimous uh decision of the night or what what was that no no that wasn't my time i don't think jim was going with that one no oh, that, that wasn't yours no you are now guess what (laughs) oh i'm sorry jim okay well my bad because i well then i guess i'll go and i'll bet i was gonna pick uh cm punk as well uh i forgot it's been so long (laughs) we've actually talked i forgot that we usually do a call and response (laughs) it'll be a fastest episode ever biggest disappointment and he's like oh this podcast (laughs) <laughs> biggest disappointment my words used to matter oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i tom i'll we'll just we'll before we throw it back to jim but I, I that was my biggest uh clickbait of the year was just the whole when it started because what he comes back um you know after the brawl out uh seem seems to be like okay we're okay we've put it behind us we're gonna move on he has another incident with jack perry uh, at the Wembley show. Uh, and then, uh, there it goes and he's gone. Um, and then he shows up at survivor series. Uh, and, oh man, it, if I wanted to make that my biggest disappointment of the year, but I also, that was way too easy and whatnot, but yeah, I like think hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, I know we've covered that enough and how much he's like, how big of a fucking sellout he actually is. So <laughs> go back and listen to that episode. But I I'm with you, Tom, that was my biggest clickbait of the year was just all that CM Punk shenanigans. So, well, yeah, I, not to, not to be that guy, but my, my biggest story of the year was Endeavor buying WWE. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah, talk about a seismic shift in, in the industry and, and, and how history is going to play out and, and how we've already seen it play out, right? You're seeing Vince being pushed out. You see Kevin Dunn making his way, leaving the company after 30 mm-hmm. fucking years, which is 30 years too many. Uh, you know, you're already seeing major changes happening to the product and to the philosophy of that, that business. So I, to me, that's, that's, I mean, that is, like I said, that was a generational seismic shift uh, in the industry was wrestling Absolutely. control that company out of Vince McMahon's cold, dead hands. 
Are they uh, just speaking of Vinnie Mac? Are they? Is he still on the board? Because I remember there was because it, they they I well because it was they labeled him high risk, right? And they were like it was enough that they were trying to I I don't know corporate speak and like how the boards work and everything like that, but like um, I do know that you know basically you know you can get voted out, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whatnot, and that's what I was the understanding of why they were kind of labeling him a high risk was I mean, he didn't you know it he's too much of a risk with how mm-hmm. big of a piece of shit he is, and so they were going to essentially get him. But then I never really heard anything about that. I think you shared that with us, Jim, and then it kind of just went like mum. So is I'm, I would assume he's still with the board, or is there any movement on that at all? He's still there. He's just neutered completely is the thing. And that you're, you're absolutely right. They're setting the table for dismissing him. Um, But you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys will remember this, but we talked about this a while back. There's, there's a federal law in place that says that you're not allowed to cash out your stocks within a certain window after a buyout. That way you can't, you know, kind of, negotiated a sweetheart deal for yourself. Um, And so they can't get rid of McMahon for a certain amount of time, but I think they're definitely laying the groundwork and made it very clear. Like we're taking away all of your power. We're taking away every, like, yes, you're still going to get money, but your voice is now meaningless. Kind of like mine on this podcast. They said to Vince McMahon, (laughs) you are the Jim Yeager. All decisions are unanimous. Fuck you. That's what they did to Vince McMahon. That's Man. that's exactly. <laughs> and finally, you understand your place in this podcast, Jim. So I think you know, and and one thing I, it, it, Jim, I'm really glad you actually picked this as your as your your biggest clickbait item. Um, you know, I, I feel actually kind of dumb for not doing it either because I mean, it's I mean, look at it. We're already starting to kind of talk about it here. Um, do you think it's been sh- it's been a short time? But do you think I, I guess we shit on WWE a lot. Um, you know, and a lot of that was, well, a lot of it was because of the Vince McMahon's, the Kevin Dunn's, the, a lot of stuff like since they're gone now, I mean, I think it's a little too soon with Kevin Dunn just because what, that was like, what, two, three weeks ago. If that not even, I think he's it was like, two weeks. Gone. he's not gone until the end of the month. But oh, he's yeah, not, he Oh, did. okay. Okay. I thought he was already gone. Yeah. But are you seeing any improvement? Do you think, um, you know, I've watched a couple, I, 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 I haven't seen really any improvement. Um, so, I mean, it's, I'm happy some folks are coming back. I think that got unjustly let go. Um, you know, I think that there is, that's going to come around. Um, you know, I think that there's going to be, I've, there's definitely been some buzz of 2024 is going to be like the year of, um, like hiring talent. Like it's going to be mm-hmm. kind of the Monday night, not necessarily the Monday night wars, but the WCW, WWE back and forth, back and forth, back and forth kind of yeah. stuff, you know? Um, and whatnot, but just, sorry, got away from my original question though, was what do you, do you think you've seen improvement since the endeavor, um, you know, has kind of taken over and Vince is really, his creative voice is all but muted, um, mm-hmm. at this point. And like a lot of his buddies, Kevin Dunn's all this are, you know, kind of getting, getting the ax. I I've seen in terms of the talent that have come back since Vince has been pushed out and the talent that are expected to show up since he got pushed out. Uh, I think there's a difference there. There's not a tremendous difference in the product itself. There is a tremendous amount of difference to me in the production. Uh, the production of the programming is very different now uh, than oh, yeah. it was, you know, at this point last year. Uh, I, I think it's a very different product from a television perspective. Uh, I, I think they're approaching the business differently. They're they're looking to renew their television licensing deals. They're probably not going to stick with USA and Fox, right? There's going to be some movement there. That and and I think there's lots of you know there's there's a lot of discussion about Warner Media 
possibly yeah. buying the rights. So then you'd have uh, AEW and WWE on the same network on different nights. That's not a discussion that would happen with Vince McMahon still at, still at the wheel. So I, I think there has been some important differences there, but I think the biggest differences are are what's looking like on the horizon looks like it's going to come up. Yeah, good take. Tom, what about you? What do you think? I mean, I, again, I know we don't, we don't watch a lot of the pro I know I don't. And you know, what I've seen is it's hard because I'm so damn jaded about how much I can't stand that <laughs> stuff, but I will agree with you, Jim. Nobody yeah, knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knew, right? Uh, no, I mean, you're definitely right. The production value has, is remarkably different. Um, I would even say some of the storylines are remarkably different um, and whatnot without him there. But um, you know, overall, like, eh, again, I haven't seen any, you know, major shifts, but Tom, have you, what do you think? Like since this endeavor takeover? Um, I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to see anything major, like, like in a positive way that we're going to notice in the next, I mean, I mean, I would maybe say after WrestleMania, we might see some interesting stuff. Um, like Jim, Jim sent us that text, um, or the, the TikTok of that, of like Cody Rhodes, somebody, you know, pretending to be Cody Rhodes and uh, long story short, they're bringing back CM Punk and the rock when it should have all been Cody Rhodes all this time. And it's kind of like that whole storyline um, is completely muddled and confusing. And it's all, it's pretty much all but done now. And now you're moving towards the rock and CM Punk. And it's very confusing. So I don't think, we're going to see a, a drastic change until well after WrestleMania. Um, personally, eh, NXT was, you know, I, I, I always gripe about NXT, I feel like. Um, and that is awful. That has not changed uh, in the slightest. I, I I guess maybe for a different podcast, I think it's actually gotten worse. Um, and but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's tough to say. I think we'll, we'll have to see play out WrestleMania and see where it goes from there. I think it's funny before we move on to our next topic. Um, it's funny. I, I don't know if you've guys been seeing it a lot lately, but it seems like I, I don't know why they're doing this, but like a lot of like, like die Jack, uh, a couple of other people are like, no man, NXT is really good. Like, and it's, I'm like, man, when you have to come out and tell people that you think your product's good, it's pretty fucking bad. Like yeah. that's you're, you're reaching man for viewers. Yeah, like, it's like the guys who are like support local music. Well, well, if, maybe if it didn't suck, if your local band wasn't just shitty covers of Pantera, I might get more into it, but <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's what blows my mind is that like, these guys are like, Oh yeah, no NXT is the, is the best it's ever been. And I'm like, what, what, what weird ass drug are you on? <laughs> like, <laughs> man, I please, Please give it to me. Yeah, share with the class. I want want a drug that will completely alter my like view on reality. (laughs) That's God so bad. That is, yeah. It's it's well, yeah. Jim said it best. It's you know the local shit band that everyone is like, oh man, they're the best. You got to check them out. And then when you check them out, you're like, this is awful, and (laughs) this is going absolutely nowhere. uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what will fix NXT, but man, I <laughs> nothing currently. That's for I sure. I don't know, man. I really don't. <laughs> oh, man. What a disappointment. Speaking of disappointments. Uh, well, there he is. 
Yeah, there it is. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, no, speaking of disappointments, um, you know, our, I'd say we can move on to our next topic here, you know, biggest disappointment. Um, and, and where we're coming from this one is, um, you know, it could be a wrestler. It could be an event. It could have been, uh, you know, event meaning a pay-per-view, uh, maybe, you know, like, uh, not necessarily like a, like an AEW, uh, or a raw or a SmackDown, but you know, if they did the, you know how they do like the battle of the belts or something like that. So yeah, anything like that. So I don't know who wants to start, um, uh, but, but what would be your biggest disappointment of the year? Now, I've got several that we can go over, but I'll, I'll since I answered first last time, Jim, I'll give it to you. Well, I, I, now that you've now that you've you've uh, I think rightfully proclaimed that the CM Punk is the low hanging fruit of this question. Uh, I, I think I think after the uh, to me the most obvious answer is CM Punk. That's oh yeah, the <laughs> yep. Uh, but I, I think past that, the biggest disappointment for me has been AEW pay per views this year. Um, there have been some good ones, and there have been some. Oh God, kind of <laughs> like, what are you, what happened there? Uh, kind of moments and, and, and kind of overall events. So I'd say AEW pay-per-views as a whole were pretty disappointing this year. I, I was, I found myself more often than not going that, that was it. That was, yeesh. uh, and, and that, you know, it's a letdown to me because I always have high expectations. They've, they've had a really good track record. And so yeah. I go in with high hopes and just have been let down more often than not. I was going to say, Jim, didn't you and I watch, what was it? I think it was revolution. Wasn't it yeah. this year, yeah. last year's revolution. And we were like, like it was so boring. We were like, I think at one point we lost the feed and we were like, or not lost the feed for the pay-per-view, but we were watching it together and we didn't even rejoin it because we were like, this is just, this is going nowhere. Like we'll just yeah, there's it. nothing to talk about. Yeah. Like I am so bored. <laughs> not a good one. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, that was actually on one of my lists too, uh, or I guess on my short list, um, for biggest disappointment was there definitely were some stinkers this year. Um, where like you, Jim, where it was like, that's, that's it. Like, um, okay. Like I kind of expected better guys. And, uh, no, I second that. And I also included the AEW roster. Um, <clears throat> the fact that Keith Lee, um, is, is still not being used. And when he is, it, I mean, he was doing some very WWE kind of things, which is really surprising and kind of disappointing uh, coming out with a Santa hat. And I, they just, they threw him in this last minute feud with swerve and then he gets hurt. And so like Keith Lee for sure is, is tied with the AEW roster, but I just think that we're, we're seeing kind of what we've always kind of complained about is that there's insane amount of talent and they're not being used. Um, I don't think Jay White is being used properly. I got to be careful with that. I think he's using, he's being used to the best of his abilities because it's Jay White, and I think Jay White's an amazing talent. But I don't, I, I don't think he's being used correctly. Um, uh, the, the, the including the AW roster and pay per view. I thought the Devil storyline. It was great when it started. It was great when it was in the middle, and then it got murky. And I, you can obviously say that injuries added to that. Um, I thought it was very, just kind of very disappointing as a very disappointing review, uh, a reveal. Uh, and I think we all knew it was Adam Cole and even though we knew it, I I was like, 
It could have been Shanky. It should have been. It should have been Shanky. But yeah, I think overall AEW in general was just kind of a, I don't want to call it a complete disappointment, but there's just a lot of disappointing things that were going on this year with, with the company that I, I, I feel like they could do um, so much, so much better. No. Yeah. It's, it's um, I agree with you. That was actually uh, Tom, you, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. No, it wasn't necessarily with the AEW roster, ah. um, although that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, and I definitely can see where you're coming from, but my, my biggest disappointment was the, was the devil storyline actually was the big reveal. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, just because it was like, again, we all knew it was going to be Adam Cole, but like there was a part of me that I, you know, I was like, oh, it's, it's going to be a good swerve. It's going to be, you know, um, Britt Baker or something like that. Like that, that to me would have been amazing. I think that place would have gone ballistic. It was Britt. Adam comes out and does, you know, whatever. And like continuing the buddy line. And and I think at some point we all knew it. It was either going to be Adam Cole or it was going to be MJF who was going to turn on one another. Uh, and, and whatnot. And I think with the way they were pushing MJF to kind of go more babyface, it was obviously, like you said, Tom, I think it was definitely leaning heavily towards mm-hmm. Adam Cole, but like, man, it just, it seemed like they were like, it was weird too. Cause I remember that the, the, what is it? The world's end. Tony Khan was like, Oh, the devil line story is, is going to come to fruition. And I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah. why would you announce that? Like that doesn't yeah. like, that made no sense where it was just seemed like, uh, uh we got to end this now. And it was like, wait, no. But, and it just, it was really kind of a disappointment. I was really kind of hoping, you know, for just something a little better, but it was just like, I remember watching it and I was like, Oh, okay. Yep. There he is. You know? And it was like, I was surprised, honestly, with Wardlow. I got to admit, I was, I was a little like, Oh, I, you know, I could see the other three with Roddy, uh, Matt Taven, and then uh, Mike Bennett. That makes sense. But I was kind of surprised with Wardlow um, just because like, and again, kind of a disappointment is like when he comes out the next Wednesday to kind of, you know, explain his actions, it's like they're almost setting up Adam Cole and Wardlow, what they did with Wardlow and MJF, where it was like, oh, he's just going to give me the title. Like, what? Like, I mean, I know things get recycled and whatnot, but I'm like, you're going to do the same storyline twice with the same guy, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, not that I don't think MJF and and Wardlow had that or whatever, but it was it's going to be this animosity towards the leader kind of thing. and it just was really disappointed in it and just really kind of like, eh, it was just, it felt lackluster like you, Tom, it was, yeah. came out of the gate pretty great and was like, Oh my God, who's it going to be? And all this. And then it just, it was like, man, they just fell flat on its face to me. I think we've all, we've all said it a, a million times that like as great of a, of a booker as Tony Khan can be, man, he can be his like own worst enemy. Um, and I think that's honestly what, if, you know, I don't think, by any means, AEW is going anywhere anytime soon. But like, I think what would ultimately lead to the downfall to, uh, of AEW is Tony Khan, because Tony Khan, like, you can see, like, he was certainly rattled by the CM Punk stuff. He clearly listens to people online because everyone's everyone who's super impatient with storylines in wrestling have been like, okay, the devil line, the, you know, the devil story is just over. It's whatever. And we're just like, let it build, let it build naturally. And then he's like, listens to him. And I think that's why he said what he said was he's like, Hey, don't worry. It's going to come to fruition. And it's like, dude, you just literally shot holes in your own story. Like what (laughs) what are you doing? And that's, that's him to me listening to Mark's him listening to the internet community, which is like, Dude, you got to also, in order to like have a good wrestling company, you have to do things that you want to do, not what everybody thinks that should be done. 
you know, Tom, um, it's, you know, we're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll have you lead this off um, and we'll see if you can, uh, or actually, no, I'm sorry. Cause you called, I, I think I got it wrong. Actually was you called when we had the, like the, the upcoming breakout star, you, uh, yes. you correctly called uh, El Hijo del Vikingo, even though you probably still can't say his name. Right. Um, nope. So we'll, uh, we'll start with this one before we get to breakout star of the year. We'll, 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 you know, we'll do what we think is, is, you know, who's, who's up and coming, who might be the breakout star and we'll, we'll throw it to Tom and see if he can, he can repeat his magic for a second year in a row. So Tom, who is, uh, who is your potential for breaking out in 2024? Or, if, or if you could say it. Who's next? Ah! Ah! <laughs> it's a Goldberg reference. I'm going to, so I'll do uh, male and female and the female is going to piss both of you off. Uh, hmm. So male, I, come on. How can it not be Swerve Strickland? Uh, that dude is going to have an amazing year coming ahead. Uh, I think just even, I mean, last year he, I think he, he knocked it out of the park and I think we're going to see some really phenomenal uh, more matches with him. I really, really hope he gets the belt sometime soon. Um, love Samoa Joe weird that they gave him the belt. Um, not going to lie about that one, but I, I think if there's a baby face who beats Joe swerve gets it and he's going to keep that for a long time. Cause, and, and well-deserved that dude is, I mean, I hate, I hate being this corny, but the it factor, he's got literally every one of those check bar, uh, check mark boxes, Checked off. You know what I mean? Swerve rules. Yeah. I mean, come on. He <laughs> <laughs> got there. Yeah. You're swerving while you talk. That's yeah. all. You're swerving no, while you drive. Swerving for my next take. <laughs> okay. All right, Mike. This is. I think this is going to anger you more than anything, Mike. <laughs> I truly okay. believe, and I think it's warranted, and it's the reason why we haven't seen her, and we're probably going to see her at the Royal Rumble. I think Jay Cargill is going to be one to watch this year. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> I was like, all right, guys. Well, I've really enjoyed doing this podcast with you. Uh, I'm going to say, it. well, good night, guys. Um, so here we okay, are. For the record, Tom. Really? For the record. So here we are. No, fuck you. For the record, Tom. <laughs> you, I'm going to come to Mike's defense for a second here. All right. Because you have given Mike untold buckets of shit for his Dominic Mysterio uh, uh, hot take. And now here you are talking an amazing take. Thank you very much. I I just I feel like I don't know either of you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so hear me out. All right. I think she's she is like Triple H's pet project. And that's a really bad way of saying that. But I really do think with Triple H behind her, and it's still really bad. Uh, with Triple H, I don't know. You know what I mean? You don't get it. I think Triple H is setting aside to make Jay to sleep with Jay Cargill. Next, <laughs> next to Charlotte Flair. I could see it. I think Charlotte Flair is going to be. I, I don't think she's going to be around WWE much longer. Um, I think she's going to be a vi- uh, viable replacement. Um, I. Say what you will. I think there's reasons why you don't see her on TV. I don't think it's just because they've got her from AEW and she sucks. I think that she's really going to take, I think, WWE's women division where it should be and where it needs to be. And I think she's the one who's going to do it. Um, which, by the way, okay, for for my defense here, Jim, 
Okay. <laughs> For my <laughs> own defense. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero. Okay. <laughs> right. let's, let's not, let's not, let's not forget who he compared him to. I'm just saying she's going to do it on her own without the Triple H. You compared, her, you compared Dominic Mysterio to a god of wrestling. <laughs> just man. the hair. He was just talking about the hair. Just talking yeah. about the hair. <laughs> the hair. Fuck <laughs> both of you. How about that? <laughs> Jerks. I think Echo Swerve, of course. Swerve is it is going to be the year of Swerve. There's no to- two ways about it. Uh, the, the one I'm really excited for, though, is Julia. Uh, I There's a lot of speculation that Julia is going to come to the U.S., uh, that she's she's done with stardom. Uh, there's a lot of speculation she's going to WWE. I really hope that she doesn't. I hope she ends up going to to AEW. Uh, but I think once Julia gets in front of an American audience, she's going to blow the fuck up. She has an amazing talent. She has an amazing in ring style. Uh, she's she's hard as fuck, uh, and she's marketable. She's incredibly marketable. And so I think Julia is going to have a fantastic year. And the only reason she's not a bigger star right now is because she's, there's no, you know, stardom doesn't have an American television deal. Once Julia is on American television, she's going to be fucking huge. And I'm really looking forward to it. No, both good picks. So I guess, okay. So, um, yeah, no, that, um, I was going to say unanimous pick, but that I, I'm an idiot and was thinking of something else. Uh, no, my, my Did actually. Dan Cargill? <laughs> no, I do not. Um, and if she shows up at the rumble, man, I like. Dude, no. she's, totally gonna, she's totally showing up at the rumble. She's definitely showing up at the rumble. Oh, she's showing up. The, she's not going to win it, but she's going to show up. Yeah, she's going to be in it. No. There's going to be like, <laughs> her and Bianca staring at You look so fucking pissed right there. I, I looked just, over and saw Mike side eyed. It was so mad, dude. <laughs> I, just, I don't. Oh, man. Anyway, whatever. Hey, when I'm right again next year, uh, okay. <laughs> she is not El Hijo del Vikingo, sir. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a long way to go. <laughs> Oh, Lordy Lou. No, um, what would you do if in the Royal Rumble, she does like this, the, what is it? The 900 that he does or whatever. I think my heart would explode. Ah, ah, I think everyone. Yeah. I think that's the seventh sign of the apocalypse. Right. That's what I was like. She does it in the building. Just <laughs> that's like Hulk Hogan doing a flying head scissors. It's oh, just not going to fucking happen. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, it's totally fine. No. So, um, no, my um, upcoming uh, upcoming breakout star and supposedly um, and I think, um, again, kind of to uh, not to shit on Tony Khan. Um, I think he kind of, he, again, kind of spoiled it a little bit, but mine is uh, Daniel Garcia. I actually think he's, he is going to have a really, really great year. Um, I think he's been, he's really been, if you kind of look at his trajectory since he came out of AW, uh, like not a scapegoat, but has been really put in some garbage stuff, but has been like had some pretty damn good matches. Um, and I think him just being in the continental classic um, was a really good uh, telling um, you know, of, of, I guess not telling, but you know, that I, that he seems to be getting out of this, like getting paired with those two fucking bozos. What is it? Angel, whatever their <laughs> names are this week, um, you know, getting away from them, getting away from Jericho and whatnot, and really getting back to being the Daniel Garcia, that just the wrestler, you know, um, he put on some bangers this year. I think he's really going to have a good year. I really do. Um, I could see him definitely, 
maybe not quite T and T title because I think that 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 is a just a piece of gold set aside for um, Christian Cage and and Edge or uh, sorry Adam Copeland um, and whatnot. But I could see you know um, definitely an internet or uh, what is it the international is it is it the mm-hmm. international title? Yeah, I could see him doing that absolutely. So um, he's mine. But Jim um, and for my female, same with you, um, Julia. She is unbelievable, um, and I a hundred percent agree with you get her in front of a, uh, you know, a bit of a more, not that stardom is not marketable, um, but get her in a more, a bigger market, you know, more like TV time getting on. And absolutely. I think she's going to blow up. I really do. She's, she is amazing. Um, I'm drawing a total blank on the match that you told us to watch just the other day, Jim. It was her and Mariah May. Oh my God. I Julia watched versus that. Mariah May was a fucking banger. Holy yeah. smokes. That's I was it. even impressed with Mariah May. I was like, all right, cool. Like yeah. she's, pretty darn good so stardom has they they have some misses but they have a lot of they put out a lot of really great female talent they really do mm-hmm. so what it's stardom and then what's the other one um what's the other big Joe shimmer Pro? oh shimmer. shimmer yeah shimmer so yeah no those are my those are my breakouts uh our upcoming breakouts so i think on the flip side we can do, um, you know, uh, again, male and female breakout. Who are your biggest breakout stars? 2023, who are your biggest breakout stars? Tom, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start with you. I mean, really? <clears throat> <laughs> do I need to say it? Yeah. Do I need to say it? <laughs> well, he can go, man. That, Jesus Christ, that kid had a uh, kid. I mean, man, I, he's pretty young, isn't he? He's like, he's very young. He's yeah, like, he's like 25, I think, 25. Mm. Yeah. Which um, compared to us makes him a kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh I mean what 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 I mean seriously, what more can we say about him, man? That that guy put on a tremendous uh tremendous match after match. We were lucky to see him um live uh what was it, a couple June-ish? Um, and yeah. I, I mean, if you've, if anybody's, you know, listening has been to an AEW taping, they're long, they're at sometimes it kind of loses, loses pace a little, but I, I remember when we were all there, I, I mean, the minute he walks out, you're just like energized and you're like, it could be like three in the morning and this guy can just, I mean, he's got everything you need as far as like luchador style wrestling. Um, he can tell a really amazing story with everyone he's in the ring with. Um, I mean, Let's mention, you know, one of the greatest matches. Uh, maybe it'll appear a little bit, a little bit later. But him and Kenny Omega to to have that televised. I mean, everything about that match was just what I love about professional wrestling. Um, I can't say enough about the guy. I, I really hope he has a even better twenty twenty four. I'm 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 betting we're gonna probably see him lose the title. Um, I would love to see him and Andrade have. Um, I mean, I, I feel I'm pretty sure it's safe to say Andrade's headed back to WWE, but I wish yeah. we could see him and Andrade have uh, a couple more matches. Um, but yeah, uh, it, yeah, Del V can go all the way, man. What about uh, what about your uh, breakout female star of the year? I feel like AEW's women division is struggling very much. They need I, they need uh, Jamie Hader back. We need to see more Burt Baker. I'm really disappointed with Soraya or Soraya's. Yeah. I was weirdly disappointment. Yeah. Very disappointed in that. I'm, I am not stoked at all that Thunder Rose is back. I've never really been a fan. Um, I, I really, I, again, it goes back to their, 
their usage of, of, you know, um, their roster. I mean, they have women there to use. They do. Mm -hmm. And they just, for whatever reason, don't use them. I mean, uh, how do you say your name? Tara Valkyrie? Tyra? Taya. Taya. And he like strikes Taya again. Not. Yeah. So 2024 is off to a bang with me pronouncing people's names. Uh, Taya Valkyrie, like, why aren't you using her? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and same with Chris, Strat- Chris Statlander. It wasn't really that big on her. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on the women's division. There are amazing women talent there. They just can't seem to, to see what. I don't know. Can't seem to pull their head out of their ass and, and actually like build a division around somebody. Well, I mean, Hey, Mercedes is coming to save them. So yeah, any, minute now, any minute now, Mercedes is supposed to show up. Are you sure about really? that? That's what I'm reading. I I've heard it too. She's getting there, close to. Yeah. I heard there was a lot of like, she was doing a lot of like CM Punk stuff. Like as far as like how cryptic he was being, she's doing the same thing. Yeah. Cause she, didn't she say like, it was three H words and it was H H H and stuff like that. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. It was just ho, ho, ho. Oh, well, eh, maybe I'm looking into it too much. <laughs> That's that tends to be the thing with the internet wrestling community is everything is a sign of, so, I'll put it this way. If Mercedes doesn't show up at the Royal rumble, she's going to be an AEW. If she doesn't make an appearance at the rumble, she's an AEW. And to me, that's, that's final. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, I had, uh, Assuming I still have a, a say here, I had uh, uh, for your breakup. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Tom, thanks. No, <laughs> Did you guys hear some some feedback on your? Uh, so, <laughs> I I had for female breakout of the year. I had Willow Nightingale, uh, who I fucking love. Um, I wish she. I think she's getting TV time. She's getting a lot of TV time, and I want her to have more of it. Uh, and I also want her to have my babies. I fucking love Willow Nightingale. I, I, I absolutely love her character. I absolutely love her in-ring work. Um, the fact that she was the inaugural NJPW Strong Women's Champion is going to be a huge feather in her cap that they can build from. She's young. She's got a lot, a long road ahead of her. I'm a big, 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 big Willow fan. Um, I love me some Willow. Uh, as far as men's breakout of the year, I'm going to throw you a little, little curveball here. I'm going to throw you a little Tom action. I'm going to throw you off your game. Uh, I think the the breakout star of the year, Christian Cage, uh, not because he's the new guy on the block, but because we saw a side of that man this year that I, for one, have been blown away by. Uh, I, I've been absolutely, but he has had phenomenal in-ring work. His match with Darby was so fucking good. Uh, his, his mic work obviously is top caliber. So good. I think Christian is having the career defining year. Uh, and I, I think this was, this was the year of Christian cage. Uh, and you know, again, not a breakout in the traditional sense, but I think it was a breakout that my God, at this point in your career, you're able to still do stuff like this and invent this kind of style. So, so can't praise him enough. Oh man. Yeah. He, he, he was on my uh, short list actually for uh, uh male wrestler of the year. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I cannot believe I'm actually considering him as his man as you know, he's in the category of male wrestler. Of the year. He's, he's doing unbelievable stuff. And I mean, this was a guy who, 
uh, you know, I think really the the thing that I would say the biggest thing that I ever loved that he did was when he would throw temper tantrums and he would like <laughs> smack the ring. Like it was so funny. And he hated that. He's like, I think he's, he's gone on record saying that it was like embarrassing. And so he's like, I'm a grown man throwing a temper tantrum basically. And it was just, he, he did. I mean, he's really elevated himself this year and I really can't wait to see what they're going to keep doing with this, uh, you know, with the story uh, between him and uh, Adam Copeland and what he's always whispering to Lucha kill switch Soros or whatever that, whatever that <laughs> fucking moron's name is or whatever. But like, it's like keeping kill me switch interested. I like that one. Though. Kill kill switch switch Soros. Soros. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Uh, no, good. No, I, excellent. Excellent choices. And Jim, I kind of went um, kind of your route too uh, with my uh, breakout star. And again, not necessarily in the sense of, you know, like an El Hijo del Vikingo or, a Willow Nightingale, but if the cap is any indication of who I'm talking about, it's the Mad King. Mad King. The Mad King. Yeah, no, it was, the, it was the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> Just kidding. It was Steve Lombardi, guys. It's going to be Aaron Judge. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I thought Eddie had a remarkable year and honestly, rightfully so. Um, I was... I, I, I love that he's the ring of honor champion, but I actually, I wish he kind of wasn't. Um, I really loved Eddie's kind of Tommy. Can't believe I'm going to compare him that not to the oh, old Tommy, not new Tommy. Yes. Old Tommy. old Tommy. When it was like, he was chasing it. It was just a dream. I, I felt like Eddie was always like that. And I mean, get, you put a mic in that guy's hand and anything that comes out of it is going to be great. Um, I think even on an off night, um, he still has some gems he'll pull out. And I think he's even like, he'll even make fun of himself for having an off night. And he's great. I'm so happy. He, I, I actually was quite surprised that they, uh, they gave him the, the continental, uh, the triple crown. Um, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, rightfully so. Like this guy, I mean, he's really establishing himself as a locker room leader. Um, he's a draw everywhere. I, I think we've been, uh, several of us has been to multiple events with AEW and whatnot and there's always an eddie chant like he's he mm-hmm. everybody loves him and i'm just i'm really happy for him and i think um you know if this is if this is his year you know he maybe has another year left in him and he kind of starts winding down because man that guy goes hard like he goes really hard just the the um the the most recent uh dynamite where he had uh was it trent beretta um yep. or no it was collision i'm sorry they beat the hell out of each other, man. I mean, he, he unfortunately, you know, Trent Beretta got a bloody nose, but like Eddie's, they go hard. And I just, it's, I, you can't keep that up forever. So I'm happy that he got his stuff. Um, you know, the, the, what is it? He got the, is it the never open weight? No, it's, it's the new Japan strong, strong open weight. And then it's the ring of honor world. And then the, uh, continental. Yeah. So I no, I was really happy for him. Um, no, I, I thought it was a really, really good year uh, for him. Um, and yeah, no, again, like you, Jim, not really in the sense of a, of a breakout, but um, I think this is like the most he's, if I recall pretty much like some of the most, you know, titles, et cetera, wins recognition that he's gotten in a long time. So I'm really happy for him. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I love Eddie. So um, as far as women, um, I, I actually, um, I can't believe I'm going to, <laughs> throw something out from WWE. Um, I don't know. I really liked her. I liked what I, I saw on her. And I think, um, I think she's going to get, I would actually love to see her and Rhea Ripley go at it again. I think it wasn't the best match. Um, Zoe Stark. Um, I really like, I, I, she's not bad. I, I like what she's doing. Um, she's got skill. I, yeah. she does. She, I think she's, a, she really reminds me. I, I love the Trish Stratus 
uh, stuff that they were doing. I thought that was really clever. Um, I think uh, if Ivy, how do you say her name? Ivy Neville, Ivy Nile, Nile. Ivy Nile. Nile. I think once she gets a few more reps in her, I, I could see her and Zoe Stark um, putting on a couple bangers for sure. Um, and whatnot, but no, I, I thought she did really well. Um, and I was actually surprised she got called up a little quicker than she did. Um, you know, and like, again, it wasn't, you know, the match with her and Rhea wasn't the best, um, you know, um, but that's, I think that that was, it's, that was, if I remember that was still like right around the endeavor and, you know, all, you know, crazy things were happening. So I think it was just, it just, things weren't clicking, um, just due to the kind of the natural chaos behind the scenes and whatnot. But no, I, I thought she had a really, really great year and I'm really looking to the, if there's kind of one shining moment coming out of WWE for me, it's, it's Zoe Stark. And I, I think she's uh, I really like to see what she's going to do. So uh, I think moving on um, uh, a new, I don't think we covered this last year in our year in review, uh, but uh, we'll throw a new topic in here. And that is promo of the year. Um, I will, I, 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 I keep throwing to you guys. So I'll, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. Uh, and, uh, he's already been talked about, uh, and, uh, that promo comes from Mr. Swerve Strickland. And when he broke into hangman pages house and like mm-hmm. basically threatened right. his child, <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, and which ultimately led to one of probably one of the, you know, it may get mentioned, uh, a little later on, one of the best matches I've seen all year. Um, I just, I thought it was great. I thought Nana played his part perfectly. Uh, with he's like, we got to get out of here, boss. We got to get out of here. And Swerve's like, nah. And he throws the the shirt into the crib and he's just, it was great. And I just, mm-hmm. man, and it'll be interesting to see Tom. Um, I, I meant to touch on this when you said it is that, um, cause obviously, I mean, you can have a, a heel versus a heel, but like, I just, I can't see Swerve going baby face. And so it'll be really interesting to oh, see how they're going to do yeah. that. Um, you know, I just, it's going to be, I guess, who's worse, <laughs> like <laughs> Joe or, um, you know, swerve, but man, that when he, that he did a couple of promos with hangman that were pretty damn good. Um, but the, uh, the one, I, the, 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 the one where he broke into his house was good, but I think he did one right before that, where he was, I think it was, he was on the set, um, of his, uh, music video that was coming out. And he's like, and you know, Nana's doing his bit and, 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 you know, swerve basically shuts him up and. He's like, I should be happy. Why am I not happy? Why am I not happy? And like, that was great. Um, but yeah, no, the, the one that did it for me was that when he broke into his house, that sounds so bad, but like just, oh man, what a, just what a skating promo I thought that was. And just really helped cement him as just this, just man, he's nasty. And I just, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. So that was my pick for promo of the year. Tom, what do you got? Uh, to, well, to touch to add what you what you said with uh, the whole Joe and Swerve, I think it's going to be a triple threat. I think uh, Paige is going to be in there. That's the only way they're they're going to make it work. Is that they're you know at some point they're going to gang up on Paige and then Swerve will you know you know, we've seen it a million times, but it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be great. Um, I, so my I have two. I have a two. I have a tie. Um, well, the one is is uh, Cody and uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, going at it in the ring. I thought that was such, I mean, uh, the, the story that Cody has been doing is such a, has been such a disappointment, but like you can't deny that promo. They, they talk about the dream. I think Paul Heyman legitimately broke for real. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he, he, like we actually saw Paul Heyman cry and break character. Um, and, and, and two, I would, I would even add the promo that Ro- he does with Roman afterwards. The next week was, I thought it was, substantially great storytelling. Um, it was 
it was very old to me. It was very old school, like very emotional based. You, you really, your audience in with emotions and not with actual like physicality. And need I say more gentlemen for probably the greatest promo ever go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> How can you not? That was fantastic. The fact that it was played over and over again, the fact that we continue to use it, it was I'm, you know, sometimes simple is just best. And he said it right then and there. Go fuck yourself. I think that was one of the greatest mm-hmm. promos I think I've ever seen in a long time. Well, didn't he? Because it was all it was all Copeland, right? At first, and then that's all he said, right? Well, yeah. all Christian said was "Go fuck yourself." Yep. Yep. Well, that's so the good. that's the because that was my pick, right? That was my pick, and I was I had this whole thing. I was going to set the stage, right? It's Wednesday night. It's October. Adam Copeland has just arrived in AEW after spending this lengthy career in WWE, shocking many of the fans. Mm -hmm. And he's there and he comes out on dynamite to give this heartfelt speech about how he misses his friend Jay and how he grew up with this guy. And he knew that as his career was coming to its twilight days, he needed to be with his friend and he needed to end their careers together with one last run, pouring his heart out only to be told, go fuck yourself. (laughs) And one of the greatest crowd pops I've ever heard in my life when that happened. It absolutely, the setup, I mean, that's one of my favorite jokes of all time. Right. What's the difference between a good joke and a bad joke timing? That's exactly what this was, right? There was the timing of it, right? What is what made that work was that long promo by Adam Copeland followed by go fuck yourself. You want to cement yourself as a heel. You want to cement yourself as that. I don't give a fuck guy. Just perfect. Just absolute perfection. I think also too, what made it that much like so well that much what made it so much better was the fact that i mean we grew up in attitude era we've grown up in golden era that was a very like wait he did he said what like (laughs) that was like a shocking kind of like i was shocked i was legitimately like i mean i was laughing hysterically but i was like wait what he said, what? And then Jim, Jim was the one who tweeted. He was like, oh my God, Christian Cage just told Adam Copeland to go fuck himself. Like, <laughs> I was like, of course, I'm just like, no, that's that. I was like, there's no way that happened. He's exaggerating. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right. Sure enough, there he was. I thought it was, I, I love it. I loved it. I missed it. I missed it. I mean, obviously they bleeped it out live. Uh, well, maybe they didn't. Cause I think, uh, Adam Copeland's retort was not bleeped out, which was hysterical. I was like, Whoa, whoa. somebody <laughs> forgot to hit the mute button. Um, but, um, yeah, I remember Jim, you were being like, Oh my God, you guys have got to see this. <laughs> like, it's the greatest thing ever. I, it was oh. one of those very rare moments where my jaded old ass was like, Oh my God, like out loud, <laughs> yeah. I had to like out loud, go, Holy shit. <laughs> so good it was so it was it's still it just goes back to like us 90 kids being like we said fuck on tv guys you can't do that guys, if you, you squint <laughs> the pixels kind of look like boob yeah it was exactly, <laughs> it was exactly if you go cross-eyed you can see it. it's like a magic on channel 99 <laughs> Uh the good old days good old days <laughs> 
Speaking of good, though, uh, <laughs> I think that leads us to our next uh, our next topic. Uh, best pay-per-view or, uh, yeah, I guess, bet, well, what the fuck are they calling them now? PLEs or whatever. Like, events. Why? Why? Thank you very much. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. What was your favorite PLV? No, or PLV. <laughs> I don't Anyway, what was your, what was your, what was your show Show's shows here. this year, gents? I, well, I'll, I haven't got first in a minute. I'll, I'll say I, I, for me, it was, uh, uh, forbidden door. Uh, I thought forbidden door was fucking fantastic. There were so many good matches on there. There were some dream matches on there. You had one of the best matches of the year. You had Osprey versus Omega, uh, in, in that pay-per-view. I, I thought it was, uh, fantastic up until the penultimate match, uh, which was the, uh, Suzuki, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho uh, match. I think that was that was the only like, oh god, this doesn't belong here. Uh, kind of the thing on the on the bill, no. but everything else was just so, it was fucking fantastic. <laughs> Suzuki and Jericho. <laughs> Sorry, I just yeah. ugh, gross. No, that was a good one. That one was um, that one was really good because that was the one with uh, Okada and Danielson, right? Where he where Okada basically <laughs> elbow dropped Brian Danielson's arm into oblivion. Yep. Well, it was also it was also the the pay per view where Kojima elbow drops CM Punk in the nuts. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I Which I would argue one. was a better elbow drop. Than <laughs> Looking back on it, yes, it was. It really was. <laughs> Oh man, what was the um was was the Okada and uh Danielson was that the headliner? Yeah, that was the main event. Yeah. Okay, that was the main. What other I'm sorry. Sorry. you had you had Sonata versus Jungle Boy. Uh you had right. um uh Orange Cassidy, Zack Sabre Jr., Shibata and Daniel Garcia and that four way that was really oh, that was awesome. Uh, that was yeah, so good. MJF versus Tanahashi. Uh, which was a great buildup, right? The match yeah. wasn't great, but the buildup was great. Yeah. Uh, you had Los Ingobernables uh, against United Empire. There was like, there was a lot of fucking matches on there that were really good. No. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No, it's been a while since I was like, wait, what? like who was on that one? So that was, yeah, yeah I, it was back in June. Yeah. Tomas. How about you? What was your favorite PLE? Uh, it was, uh, it was Wembley. I, I thought that was a historic, um, I don't think it was nearly as many great matches as, as forbidden door, but I think as, as historic for a, like a re- the wrestling community, um, that was huge. I think to have, um, a company that wasn't WWE get the, like, wasn't it uh, the highest buy rate or the most people in a, whatever, <laughs> in a room, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, the largest crowd, yeah. I, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, MJF and Adam Cole, the, the two, the, the, the tag matches and the match, uh, between themselves was, was phenomenal. Um, isn't that, is that the one where MJF like broke character and well broke character and was crying a bunch. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm in a tremendous amount of fucking pain. Oh no, that was, uh, the Jay white one. Yeah, that was Jay White. Yeah, never mind. Um, no, I just thought as, as historic wise, I think it was it's suitable to know Wembley because it was. I mean, there, it was it, it was a really good. I think a good pay per view. Um, I though match wise, Jim, I'll definitely agree. I think Forbidden Door had the better matches. But what about you? Mike? No, that, Sarah, that, like, that was my pick. That was my pick too. Was all in. Um, just again, not. 
you know, match card was okay. Uh, and whatnot. Um, you know, Joe versus punk was good. Uh, unfortunately, which led to, you know, um, where I got, yeah, uh, was trying to tie in jungle boy, but basically real glass, which, you know, led to yeah, real grass, (laughs) good old real grass. Uh, no, that was good. Uh, and whatnot, but the same, you know, for you, Tom is, is more of just how historic it really was and how uh, for a young company to be able to sell that many tickets, yeah. Um, I think it's kind of funny though that they they obviously were like we did eighty one thousand and then or what is it and then Will Osprey go gets a tattoo of it and then it comes out that they were like off by uh, yeah, about six thousand people maybe or something like that and he, <laughs> he's like I got got a goddamn tattoo have you seen that by the way where he like <laughs> roasts himself for getting it oh it's hilarious he um it's it's I saw it on one of the botchamanias uh, or whatnot but I'm sure you could find it but. He he's talking about, he's like, Oh, I had this big match and blah, blah, blah. And all these people. And I was a part of it. And he's like, and I went and got this tattoo. And like the next day is when they came out and they were like, eh, your estimates are a little off. And he's like, God <laughs> damn it. And he kind of makes fun of himself for it. It's really funny, but no, I think that's, yeah, it's, I, it, you know, they're already promoting the hell out of it for next year. Um, you know, fingers crossed uh, a certain WWE or X WWE, hopefully will show up, um, you know, uh, and uh, God, I, I don't even want to say his name because I don't want it to like, I feel if I say it, like, I don't know, he's going to be like, I need to resign. Uh, cause I don't want him to resign. Um, but if he shows up there, oh my God, I think it'll only make it bigger, but no, that was just a really my Scottish pick. man, Tom. He's, he's a very large Scottish I see, man. I can see Tom's face. Like who the fuck are you talking about? It's a large <laughs> right. Scottish man. His name rhymes with few bracken tire. Finley. Yes, exactly. Finley. Well, no, I know who he was talking about. I was just going to jump in and my prediction for the next Wembley is going to be Osprey versus Swerve for the title. Calling it right now. Ooh, man, that'd be pretty goddamn amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's that's a ways out, but that would be fucking tits if that happens. That would be amazing. That would be oh man, and then if that's your headliner, and then McIntyre shows up, oh my god, I like please like. But no, I mean, I think I, for a company, what they're going on their fifth, sixth year, fifth year, fifth year, fifth year to sell that to, to an overseas crowd with, you know, because I think they even had a couple of injuries for that one, too. Right. Wasn't they? They were going in. There were a couple of guys that were banged up or it'll be really interesting to see what they're going to do with it this year. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of interesting, uh, I think uh, that could uh, lead us to our next topic, and that is Booker of the Year. Uh, I'm really intrigued to hear about this one. Um, another new topic. I think we've, uh, we've thrown into the mix here. Um, just given the amount of wrestling that is out in the world, um, now and the different promotions, um, you know, and whatnot. Um, and uh, just, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a damn good topic to talk about, to see, you know, who really, who booked the best, uh, who booked the best year. So Jim, uh, we'll start with you, my friend. Uh, who do you think was the best booker of the year? And if you say Billy Corgan, I'll kick my own ass. Uh, I'll kick my own ass if I say Billy Morgan. Uh, I, I, you know, I really wanted, I tried to justify to myself not giving it to Tony Khan and I can't find a way to not give it to Tony Khan. Um, I, I, you know, already addressed, there were some stinkers, right? There were some pay-per-view cards and there was a stretch there where TV was not good, but on the whole, he pulled out some really good shit and, and puts on good matches more often than, in, than not. So I, I guess that I, I, I didn't want it to be a Tony Khan love fest, uh, but 
you look at his accuracy rate and you look at the accuracy rate of a triple H uh, or of a Scott Demore. Uh, it's just not even fucking close. Uh, I just, I don't or court Bauer. I just, I, to me, Tony Khan was able to put together the product better than anybody else. Uh, far more consistently than anybody else. So yeah, I got to go TK. Good choice. Good choice. Tom, what about you? Same. Um, for the exact same reasons, honestly. Um, I think again, like we, I I talked about earlier, some of his biggest and best strengths are also his biggest and worst weaknesses. Um, I think he, he, when he does, when he does placate to the fans, it can be great and it'll be fun. And he gives us tons of dream matches, but that's where I'm like, as a wrestling fan, I'm definitely invested more in, but like Jim said, I mean, he put on some pretty, some pretty bad TV. Um, I, I think ring of honor is kind of struggling a little bit. If we're being honest, um, I, I don't understand what's going on there. Um, again, you have so much talent and you're not, you don't really know what to do with them that, or they're hurt. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I, I I've yet to be blown away by a stretch of WWE product, and I think that's a huge <laughs> deciding factor for myself. Is that yes, can Triple H put out some really great pay per views and put out some great television? It's too inconsistent for my liking. Whereas Tony Khan, he can get you, he can get you hooked for a while, and then all of a sudden, that's when he starts losing you, and you're just like, oh wait, where are we going here, Tony? And then he announces, he's like. Uh, here's my plans. And uh, this is what I'm actually trying to do. And it's like, if you just would have settled down, we could have got there, buddy, but um, less bump. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I I have to give it to Tony Khan. No, I actually, um, I kind of wanted a little bit of a different route. Um, You know, again, because I I thought it was just too easy with TK. Um, Obviously me just being a big, you know, AEW fan. Um, And Jim, you actually brought him up. Um, And that's Billy Corgan. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, So hear me out guys. No. Um, And I went, um, I went with Scott Demore to be actually, uh, to be honest, Um, not again, not great, but I was always finding myself, well, what's going on in TNA? What's going on? And pleasantly like, Ooh, that actually sounds like a good match. Um, again, one of my, on the short list, um, it didn't make my match of the year. Um, but goddamn Osprey versus Mike Bailey was really fucking good. I rewatched that the other day. That ain't bad. I mean, that's to get those two guys together. I thought was really good. I thought getting Will Osprey into your product was really, really good. I think he's bringing in a couple of surprises. Um, I think he's got a long way to go. Absolutely. Um, I think there's like why Tommy dreamer has a title. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, some of the, I, I don't know, I, I get Alex Shelley, but I don't get it. Um, same with Chris Saban. I'm like, I I get it, but you've always kind of just been the X division champion. Like let's give somebody else a try, uh, and whatnot. But I, he's got me like, eh, what's going, you know what I mean? And I think that's a good, it's, it's a telling sign for me. Um, at least of, of, you know, not a telling sign. I don't know how to try and say this, but just it's, you're keeping me. You know, where WWE, I think it's just, I always read it just to be like, okay, well, yep, still a shit show and whatnot. But I've definitely been, you know, at same with MLW has been like, okay, all right, you know, whatever. But like every now and then Scott Demore seems to have a gem pop up where I'm like, all right, okay. You know, and like now with Hammerstone coming in, I think that's kind of cool. Um, I was happy that Jordan Grace, uh, uh, Jordan, uh, yeah, 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 it's Jordan Grace. Um, <laughs> yeah. She came back. Um, 
I think it's a bummer that he lost uh, Deanna Prazo, but I'm happy Deanna Prazo is now with AEW. Um, I hope that really sparks uh, some some much needed fire uh, into the AEW women's division because she is awesome. Um, I Deanna Prazo is amazing. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope she just doesn't get relegated to Ring of Honor um, because I, the last thing I think we need, I mean, I think it would be great to see Athena versus Deanna Prazo, but those two women should absolutely be on Wednesday nights or collision uh, and why they're not. Um, well, at least Athena boggles my brain. Um, but uh, no, I, I just, I thought Scott Demore did a good enough job to keep me invested for most of the year. And, and definitely there were some, some hidden gems in there. Um, I was happy to see, you know, uh, Josh Alexander to, uh, coming back. I, I really like him a lot. Um, now that he's healthy, I'm really looking for, I actually, am really looking forward to the, to the him and Hammerstone. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see what he's going to do this year. Um, I think he's, I, it's weird. They're going back to TNA. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, it, it, an odd choice to go back to that. No, that's, that's my pick is I thought Scott Tamore did a good enough job. Um, you know, to really get some, 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 he's, to me, he seems like he's really trying to make TNA kind of legitimate and get some actual good, you know, eyes on the, on the product, as opposed to, um, you know, it, you know, just nonsense in WWE MLW still just kind of small fries to really, you know, really go anywhere. Uh, I think the biggest thing, what happened last year with MLW is court Bauer was trying, I, I think the lawsuit with W was finally dismissed or something. And like, that's it. We're rounding the horn here. Uh, we're getting into some of the big, the big ones now. Um, I believe our uh, first, you know, kind of real big one is uh match of the year. Uh, really intrigued to see what you guys uh, are going to say here. Uh, so Tom, we'll, we'll, we'll start with you match of the year, my friend. I, what, what you got? I have quite a few, uh, runner, runner up. Oh uh-huh. no, there's definitely been, I've got a few runners up as well. So oh. I, I kind of figured this was going to, this was going to take a clip to get through. <laughs> so, uh, I, I really enjoyed, uh, Gunther, Seamus and McIntyre. Uh, I thought that was probably one of two of really great matches we we were we watched uh this year um swerve uh, swerve versus page um i that was a tough one to put on the sidelines but uh i mean it was violent it was it made me nauseous it was brutal it was everything that we said about it and more um i loved it i love that they're continuing the story um i do want to mention though uh when Adam Page came back, he's looking a little big. Adam Page got a little big uh, on his break. Not like fat, like muscular. You idiots who are questioning me. Was that you mean AJ Styles? No, I mean I'm talking about Adam Page when he came back and confronted Swerve. Oh, okay. I do you guys didn't notice that he looked a little beefy to me. I he looked the same to me, but <laughs> I mean, yes, AJ Styles too did look pretty yoked. I mean, I don't, I don't study Adam Page's physique, maybe to the level that you do, but I, I, I thought he was so daily. <laughs> My God, he was amazing. <laughs> My God, you're beefy. <laughs> um, uh, the Usos uh, versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I think that was pinnacle storytelling. Um, magnificent way to end night one of WrestleMania. Um, possibly the the best tag team match I've seen. Um, next to the stuff that, uh, FTR is doing, obviously, I mean, it, we all knew that they weren't going to get the belts for a really long time, which is, which sucks. But, um, I thought it was a great, great 
phenomenal tag team match. And then Omega versus Vikingo, uh, also the second, second runner up, it'd probably be number two on my list. Uh, me and Mike were talking about that, uh, solo on our, on our Christmas vacation that, uh, it, it kind of brought a love of professional wrestling back that we all kind of missed. And my match, uh, matches of the year, they, they gotta go to unquestioned, uh, will Ospreay one and two with Kenny Omega. Um, I mean, come on. Do I, I mean, what more can we say? They put on anytime those guys get in the ring, it's pure magic. Um, unfortunately I, I hope, you know, Kenny is healing and recovering quickly. What is it? Divic, Turk or whatever. What is it? What is it? Diverticulitis. You're just whatever words are sort of near the syllables you just create. You're like a fucking three-year-old with Asperger's. You're just like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it... What is it? Is it dive... Why do you say it? Oh, my God. <laughs> diver, like holy diver. Diver. Tick. Tick, tick, you, tick, you light, tick, light, light us, us. <laughs> it's so what Brock Lesnar had. He's got stomach. <laughs> yeah, he's got a stomach cramp, Tom. <laughs> diva, 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 oh. diva, tummy ache. <laughs> <laughs> so I well, I hope Kenny, Kenny's doing well. But yeah, I mean, I hope he does get better. But I mean, that's a scary. I mean, it almost sidelined Brock, didn't it? He t- took a foot of his oh, colon absolutely. out. Yeah, right? I, mean, I think it was like pretty much why he doesn't fight in UFC anymore. Pretty much. Jeez. Yeah, it ended his UFC career. Yeah. Well, I hope it doesn't end Kenny's. Let's hope not, because I hope he's got a few more matches left in the tank. But Will Ospreay, both of those matches, match of the year for me. Good choices. Good choices. Jim, how about you? Uh yeah, it has to be. It has to be. Uh Kenny versus Osprey. It has to be. I would take Wrestle Kingdom uh, as the number one. Forbidden Door is number two. But yeah, Swerve and Hangman. That that death match they had was fucking phenomenal as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I to me this was the easiest one to pick. Uh, I mean, we said it. We said it at the beginning of the year, right after that match at Wrestle Kingdom, we were like, well fuck nope, don't know we what go. we're gonna do the rest of the year because eventually you're starting fucking decided and here we are yeah it was just it was it's still you can still watch it now and just get blown away by it all over again no that <laughs> yeah, great choices a- absolutely um i'd agree with you jim i think uh one or uh tom did you say one first and then two or did you no, that was all. Was it, I, I was still stuck on pronouncing yeah. some sort of stomach disease. <laughs> no <laughs> tummy ache. Not, not going to attempt to even say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you, Jim. I think it, you know the Wrestle Kingdom match was definitely the standout, and then Forbidden Door. I mean, you're you're talking like a ten followed by a nine point nine. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it's little intricacies, um, but I think it's just man, it's just those Wrestle Kingdom matches just hit differently. Uh, so I'm I'm with you guys. Um, I like you, Tom. Had had several runner ups. Uh, hangman and, and, and swerve my God. Um, that was just, it was, <laughs> I, I just, I, the only reason I laugh is just because of the, 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 when your, your son, my nephew was watching it. 
Tom and I are like, uh, uh. <laughs> and then before getting murdered by Tom's wife, Leslie, we, we graciously turned it off. But, um, I going back and finally watching it was just, oh my God. And like violent, like, I mean, really Tom, you, you summed it up violent made me go like, oh God, I don't, I don't feel good. <laughs> like great story. And what a way to end, you know, not right off the feud, but at least for now, um, I thought that was great. Um, and I even love some of the stuff that was coming out of it. Like some of the, um, like t-shirts and posters when it was like, they've got swerve and he's, he's like bloodied and whatnot. And it's like, he who hang, he, he who hung the hangman or whatever. I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of cool. So there was definitely some cool stuff that came out of it. Um, believe it or not, my picks, um, are not, uh, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega amazing matches. I loved them, uh, and whatnot. Uh, but, um, uh, Tom actually kind of spoiled it. Um, and I'm going to go with, uh, 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 Kenny Omega and El, El Hijo del Vikingo was my match of the year. Um, strictly because it really? just, I, that I still can go back and watch that and get goosebumps. I still don't understand how the fuck that guy does some of the things he does. I was just watching, he was on, um, collision, I think, right, Jim or but Jim. Yeah, Jim. Screw Tom. Uh, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Wait, Tom doesn't know. What are you guys doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> there was, he was, he was either, it was either uh, Dynamite Collision or, I don't think it was Rampage because I didn't watch Rampage, but he did something again where Caitlin was sleeping next to me and I was like, what the? And I jumped up and I'm like, <laughs> that is, he just made me fall. Not that I was like, I, like falling out of love of wrestling, but that, from the minute go, you know, like I, I go back and I listen to the podcast that we talked about it because it's hysterical because Tom can't pronounce his name. Um, but also <laughs> like it just got me so excited to be a wrestling fan again and be like, this is why I love this stuff, because look at what this guy can do. And he's in with one of the absolute masters who's ever done it before to help him. You know, we all knew he wasn't going to win and it was going to be Omega, but God damn did Omega help him look like a million fucking dollars. And I just, everything clicked in that match. The crowd I thought was one of the best crowd reactions I've seen all year. Like you could, they were just buzzing. Like everybody was buzzing because of that. And that's, I, that's why I think I really picked it as my match of the year is because there was so much buzz coming out of that. Um, Cause everyone was like, cause I remember when it first was announced, I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be great. And then I was like, Holy, that was beyond great. You know, and everybody was talking about it. Um, and so that was my match of the year. I just, it was just, it was, it was too important of a match to, for me, um, because I thought it really reinvigorated a lot of things. It put a new guy on the map. It just cemented, you know, Kenny Omega's legacy coming off of, uh, well, I think even Don Callis said it. Um, he like by then he had, cause that was in what March, I think. And by then, or I think it was, was like it March? February. It was, I know it was pretty early in the year. And I just remember Don Callis was like, Kenny Omega just had two of the best matches all year. And it's only March or February mm-hmm. or whatever it was. I'm like, unreal. Uh, you know, so that was mine. And I, like I said, I still watch it. I'll probably go back and watch it tonight after talking about it. Cause I just, it just, <laughs> the things he does in that match is just unreal. Um, and the one that actually, believe it or not, that really gets me the most is uh, after listening to one of our older podcasts, Jim, you talked about it, where, where Omega muscles him up in the, like, yeah. just strictly muscles that guy, the, you know, El Hijo uh, up in the air, and then he does the Huracan Rana out of it. But, like, ju- mm-hmm. that was such a beautiful sequence. And, like, mm-hmm. oh, man, what a match. Like, just so damn good. And, yeah, I'd love to see those guys run it back. Because I think 
Well, didn't they, did they do, cause he was supposed to do the triple A. They, they did do that, right? They did. And he, he, he won in Mexico. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Heel versus Kenny in Mexico. He won. I couldn't find that. I was trying to find that match and I couldn't find it, but I heard that was another banger as well. So I, I, it may have been up on my list as well. I could not find it anywhere, but I heard that was, I mean, I mean, again, really, really good. I mean, you're in his fucking hometown. So home country, yeah. uh, you know, et cetera. So it just, yeah, but what a match, like just so fun. It was so much fun. And I, I just, I just, I felt like I was 10 years old watching wrestling again and just being like, Oh my God, like, unreal you know and i mean when you guys showed up in june i was like you guys watch this this is the move i was telling you about how does he do it like it just it still stuck with me like three months later so that was my match of the year and i just it was just too damn good and as as great as as osprey and omega was this just topped it for me and it's it's it, it's just stayed with me all year i think and that's why it's 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 my match of the year so for sure nice dude god it was so good oh my god but yeah hey, he did himself out too Oh, what came within a that? Well, I think it was Jim. You were the one that sent it to us. That slow mo of him doing the the six thirty or whatever, and he came board six thirty within yeah. a hair's breadth of breaking his own neck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He damn near smacked the base of his head on that fucking apron. Damn near. And he it was like just he like slid. It was just like a little slat, and it was just oh my gosh. But yeah, no, he look up. He it was either a three way match or something. I can't remember who I don't know why he was in. He does this roll up hurricane Rana thing where I'm like, how the hell does he do that? Like <laughs> it just, I'm like, and like I said, I woke my wife up at, at like 11 o'clock at night and she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, Oh, it's just El Hijo del Vico. And she's like, oh, okay. And she goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, honey. It's just the son of the Viking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, babe. <laughs> I call that move. The Sonic, the hedgehog. Because he just rolls up and over it, like Sonic it, the Hedgehog used to do. It's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. I oh man. That that and then that the the one, what is it? He does from the inside or the outside in. Like that one blew my mind. Um and oh man, just unreal. Oh, and then the what the poison rana from the like the outside onto the ring apron, like like what uh, that takes a lot of trust and it just, God damn that. What a match. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> What's better than one, but two. Uh, and I think that leads us to our next topic, uh, which is tag team of the year. I will, I will start on this one. Um, I, um, I was really bummed out. Um, I talked about them before that they got hurt um, or at least one of them got hurt. Um, and it, it kind of derailed their year, but I thought they, put together a pretty goddamn good string up until then. And that was Aussie open. Um, I really thought they, I, God, I was so mad when he got hurt because I, I think that they would have had a very lengthy run um, with the AEW world titles. Cause man, they, they were hitting on all just on everything. I think they, they wrapped up their um, and uh, their new Japan. Uh, I think it was with, was it New Japan? I think it was New Japan where they, they wrapped up this year so they could come to AEW, et cetera. Um, again, the FTR match was awesome again, up until he got hurt. Um, hell Kyle Fletcher's even kind of on a roll right now. Um, I think he's, he's doing great. Um, I really can't wait to, you know, get Mark Davis back. Um, I really hope they get back together. Um, because, um, I know Kyle Fletcher's really, he's, he's being like, 
I'm having a really great time doing this singles uh, run and, and he's, he's looking really good. Kyle Fletcher's amazing. That actually was, I forgot to mention on a, one of my runner ups was that, um, did you guys see the Kyle Fletcher, Kenny Omega match? Yes. Oh my God. It was great. It was really great. And again, Kyle Fletcher's, I think 24, he's ridiculously young and that talented. And so I, it'll be interesting to see what he's going to do. Um, I can only imagine, you know, they're going to do with the Don Callis family. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Aussie open his, his baby faces. Um, so I can only see them being heels and hopefully Mark Davis gets healed up and, you know, we get some more Aussie open, but that was my tag team of the year was, um, was Aussie open. I just, I love them. I think they're great. And I really, again, you know, hope Mark Davis gets healed up and, and we get more Aussie open. So, plus I love the chant. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, 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 oi. Good stuff. Love it. So, Jim, how about you, man? What was your uh, what was your tag tag team of the year? Uh, this was hard for me. Um, whereas match of the year for me was really easy. Uh, this one I, I really had to struggle with because they're I don't know. they it's not that it was kind of a, a lot of mediocrity for me in terms of tag team um this year. Uh, but I will say that I think, you know, probably not a huge surprise to you guys. Uh but I, I think probably having one of the best years they've ever had is the Hardy Boys. Uh, I think that Matt and Jefferson. <laughs> shut up. I was like, I shut up. <laughs> I was, I was good until I saw Mike's face and I realized, no, no, I got, I got to pull. You almost pull had that. me where I'm like, wait, cord. what? I got to pull that ripcord right there. Uh, no. <laughs> That's amazing. That's Jaron, Jay Lethal, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I actually, my favorite tag team this year was Kings of the Black Throne, uh, nice. which is Malachi Black and uh, Brody King. Um, they didn't, you know, they didn't have a phenomenal year in AEW. Brody did a lot of single stuff. Malachi was out for a bit. Uh, but every time they are out there together, I kind of pop a boner. Uh, they've had a great run in PWG as the tag champions there. Um, I, I think they work so well together. I love the combination of the two. I love that Malachi is such a brilliant striker and Brody is just such an amazing brawler, brute strength kind of guy. And I love that play off of each other. Uh, I, I think they're a wonderful combination and I, I hope they make a run of the tag titles uh, in oh, AEW. I, I hope they become a tag title contender. They had the run as the six, as the trios champions as the house of black. I'd love to see Brody and Malachi get together and make a serious, legitimate run uh, at the tag titles. I love Kings of the black throne. I think they're actually still the PWG tag champs. Uh, God knows what's going on are. PWG, but so we're at Tom's pick, right? For tag team of the year. FDR. Great picks for you guys both for sure. I would love to see more. Um, even if even if Brody's not in there, I want to see more, you know, uh Alistair and, and Buddy, right? Alistair? No. Malachi. Malachi. Yeah, Malachi. Ooh, I was like, yeah, Alistair. Like, <laughs> so uh Malachi and, and Buddy Matthews, like <clears throat> I, I think the match against uh uh, FD, they had with FTR was phenomenal just this recent last last week. But uh, FTR, man, I love those guys. Those guys will never not be fun to watch. They probably towards the end of their um, well, after they got the belt, uh, they 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 gave up the belts. Uh, they haven't had stellar <laughs> tag team matches, but they're still enjoyable to watch. And I, man, I don't know if they're around for another two years, they're probably going to be my favorite tag team those two years too. So, uh, FDR for sure. 
God damn. I, they're so good. I, they're I actually so thought, fucking good. <laughs> they are. I mean, everything that they do is so good. And I actually thought, cause that was going to be, um, my, uh, runner up for one of the runner ups for matches of the year, as I thought the dog collar match mm-hmm. they had with the Briscoes was in January, but it was in December of 22. Oh. So, but I, yeah, I, it's just, I, I can't remember if we did that one or not when we did our one last year. I think that was, yeah, I, I think, think that was, was. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the matches of the year or so, I, our, our tag team match of the year or something was, was that, but no, Ty, you're right. I, I love when they show up. Um, I actually believe it or not. Um, I'd like to see Dax go on a singles run. I think that'd be fun. I would to like to too. Like, honestly, when was the last time you saw two guys, let alone a tag team, understand professional professional wrestling that well? Like, it's since I don't, I don't, I couldn't even tell you. Like, they just like get professional wrestling. They get, and even if you want to use the whole WWE, they get sports entertainment. They get like every aspect of what wrestling is and they every time they they get it they they knock it out of the park and it's just they're 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 flawless to me they're such a, a wonderful tag team probably if not the greatest tag team of all time oh 100 well, they're damn well i mean they're well on their way that's for fucking sure i mean i, I can't think of what else they can do there, honestly at this point yeah no well i mean i was gonna say tom you're speaking of the singles uh Runs didn't they face each other? Wasn't it this year that they faced each other in the Owen Hart last year? Or was that last? That was last year. year. It was the damn, inaugural was year. year. God damn it, man! I'm like, well, this year sucked so much. I just, you know, maybe I don't know. I just yeah, this year was really <laughs> terrible. So, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just wishing it was 2022, I guess, or whatever. But no, I mean, good pick, Tom. Like, I was kind of thinking the same thing too. I was like. I don't want to pick FTR. I mean, I love FTR. I love FTR a ton, but I'm like, that's just too easy because they're so goddamn good. Um, no, but you know, Jim, um, not to go back to to go back too much, um, but I'm with you too on the Kings of the Black Throne. Um, I I love them. I've always loved them. Um, also, I, so I like you. Lee, that is a fucking awesome man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kings of the Black Throne. Like you guys couldn't get any more like black metal hardcore like more than. That. Oh, I know. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. I'm so stoked to to get the, uh, I think I showed you guys, I ordered it. I pre-ordered it. I think it's supposed to come in like February or something like that, but it's, it's like a, uh, a, a house of black, like theme music. And, uh, the, the song Kings of the black throne is on there. It's, uh, it's one of, but it's like Brody's he's either in God's hate or he's, he's just another hardcore guy on the scene or whatever, but he's like one of Brody Kings, like running buddies in the music world. And, he does all kinds of stuff for him. And he did that song with him. And the, yeah, the guy doing the like, Kings of, that's Brody. So hell yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, great. I love that song, but no, I just honestly like not to get too much of a change. I just want to see more house of black. I love Absolutely. them. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of like, I, um, I, I, too. like yeah. I want more feuds from those three. Alrighty. Well, we're getting down to the final two um, and uh, switch it up. I think last year, I think last year we ended with uh male wrestler of the year. Um, I think I'm not sure, but uh, we'll uh, so we'll we'll switch it up. Uh, male wrestler of the year, uh, Jim, lay it on us, daddy. Oh, again, I feel like it's a no brainer. I think Will Ospreay uh, put on just an absolute fucking clinic this year. I think Kenny Omega yeah. would be his only rival, but the fact that Kenny Omega was hurt quite a bit of the year. Um, he was. you know, I think we really restrained him from, from that, but, uh, I, Will Ospreay 
I don't know if he had a bad match in 2023. You know, not only were the the Will Ospreay, Kenny Omegas, but as you said, Mike, the Kenny, excuse me, the Will Ospreay versus Mike Bailey match uh, was also phenomenal. I, I think, I mean, Will Ospreay versus Mox versus uh, Finley, which technically was 2024 because just after the new year. Uh, but even that, I mean, I don't think I don't think Will Ospreay's at a point in his career where he can have a bad match. So I, I have to give him the nod for this year. I, no, that's, I mean, it, what a, it, a pretty, pretty damn good pick. Um, yeah. I mean, and like you said, you know, I mean, the guy had like pretty like he's a banger after banger, after banger, after banger. I mean, and that's, that's unheard of, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and for someone at, you know, to, to put on that much, um, you know, that, that, I guess that, that quality, that, that high quality of matches, uh, you know, for a whole year is, is quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man. And I, I would say if he, I would say if he had a bad match, I don't want to call it a bad match because I don't think it was his fault that he was in there wrestling a tub of mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> but it was that, that Jericho one was not great, but no. again, I, I would pick it was because of the, you know, the tub of mayonnaise yes. that he was wrestling. So, but that would be the only like black eye i would call it but like every other one was just oh man like i did you i'm assuming you guys saw that mike bailey osprey match right oh, yeah. like oh my god that was great i know jim i know you're not the biggest mike bailey fan but man that was it was a good match it was <laughs> it was it was good it was a damn good match so tom how about you man i mean Yes, obvious choice was Will Ospreay, uh, as, especially when you have um, – <clears throat> one of my favorite things is when uh, friends of mine who aren't like that into professional wrestling uh, text me about Will Ospreay. They're like, who is this guy? This guy looks kind of like – I was like, all right, yeah, sit down. We're going to talk. But um, <laughs> my my if I was going to – I wanted to go a different route, and Jim actually kind of spoiled who my wrestler of the year was, was none other than Christian Go Fuck Yourself Cage. Um, I, I mean, yes, Will Ospreay, obviously I would say 100%, like in my heart, in my brain, definitely, uh, wrestler of the year, especially after you guys talking about every match that he had was, was, uh, was a clinic. Um, but you, you, there's something to say about a guy who can reinvent himself to the point where he not only reinvents himself, but also makes a title relevant. Um, I think that is a, is a very, I don't even know if it's a lost art. That is something that's very, in my eyes, hard to do. Um, and we all saw where the TNT uh, championship was going. We all called it. We're all like, this is getting tossed around too much. The, 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 uh, you know, the, was it Brody Lee, uh, you know, legacy kind of tarnished it a little bit. Um, and I hate to say that cause Brody Lee rules, but like, how do you follow up with that? And then, um, I mean, he's just an ultimate heel. Like I hate him. Uh, I legitimately hate him and he's doing his job and it's great. And I think you got to give it to, to, for creative story, storyline purposes, Christian, Cra- Christian cage gets my, uh, my, my match of the, or my match of the year, my, my wrestler of the year, but also Will Ospreay as well. My runner up actually, Mike was Eddie Kingston. Oh, nice. Yep. So good choice. Uh, but no, oh, God. good choice in Christian. It, I mean, mm-hmm. my God, like it just seems like, and it, it's, it's what I think is great. Cause like at first I was like, okay, you know, not, not like, this is great. But then it was like, you know, with the patriarchy thing and whatnot, I'm like, I was, it wasn't, 
worried. I guess, yeah, I was worried that it was going to go stale, you know, because you can only, you know what I mean? You can only do that, that shtick for kind of so long. But, oh, my God, he is making it work. And, like, he's just still, I mean, even what he did his last Wednesday, he did something where he was like, it was the State of the Union or whatever, the State of Christian Cage or something. And, you know, you, th- you think he's going to, Lucha sources in the back, like, you know, yeah, he's going to talk about me. And he's like, and Nick Wayne. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, but I thought that was really funny. And I just, I really, cause I thought, okay, he's going to think Lucha. So, and he sucked me in. And I think that that's like you, Tom, he's just, that's what makes him, you hate him. You're like, man, you think he's finally going to give some love to the guy that he's been treating like shit. Nope. <laughs> he Which gives is- it all to Nick Wayne. It was great. And I'm like, he's, he, he just continually, like you said, Tom keeps, reinventing himself and making himself relevant. And I think that that is, that's it. it, It's a lost art these days. I think, I think, you know, what, what makes MJF a great heel is the fact that, you know, um, he can get you to hate him, but also as a mark, as, as like smart marks as we are, we love him for it. Whereas like, I look at Christian Cage and I'm just like, I hate you. And the (laughs) fact that he can go, like he can switch. He can, he once like audience starts to cheer for him, he can get them like booing again, which is like, I, I think a very, very hard thing to do is like a modern heel because you know, when MJF gets, you know, booed, you're kind of like laughing and booing at him. Whereas Christian cage is like, get him out of the ring. I hate this guy, you know? And, and the minute I start liking him, I'm going to hate him even more because he's going to say something awful. I think it's just like, he's such a good heel. He is. He's fantastic. I just love that he keeps wearing the turtleneck too. Turtleneck. Come on. That's turtleneck. part of the heel character. Turtlenecks so are great. so fucking heel. It's great. Oh, it'll be interesting. I, I wonder who else he's, if he's going to yeah. bring in anybody else. Like, cause what he's now, he's got Nick Wayne's mom and stuff. And I love the like weird, like it's, it's, well, I think that just adds to you, Tom, of like why you hate him. Cause you're like, he's clearly hinting at the fact that he bangs Nick Wayne's mom like constantly. Uh, and it's oh, like, yeah. but he's not saying it. And it's just like, Oh, I hate you. I, I also I love please. when a really good heel, the way they carry the belt, when you get somebody who holds it like real high to the chest with two hands and it's very like Nick Bockwinkle esque. I, there's something about that where it's just like, I love that heel where they're like clutching their title. Like it's the most important thing to them. <laughs> and I love it that he, he's been, I, have you been seeing, seeing some of the things where he's like really touting himself as the two time mm-hmm. TNT champion? It's so crazy. Perfect. Perfect heel. Oh man. Oh, he's the best. So are we, are, so are, I guess, are you Mike? Yeah, it's me. So um, I went, you know, and again, um, I mean, Jim, I mean, great pick. Tom, great pick. Um, you know, but, but I like mine's both yours. But mine, but mine's <laughs> gonna be the best. No, I, I just did something different. Um, you know, kind of like I did last year. My wrestler of the year was Brody King. Um, and I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna carry on the, you know, the 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 tradition of kind of, you know, maybe going outside of the box. Um, and uh my wrestler of the year, Orange Cassidy. Um, I thought he talk about a fucking workhorse and getting a title over. I mean, that guy, like he literally, I believe was on, I mean, he was defending that title like every week, I think, which I thought was kind of interesting. And the fact that I'm like, well, they have the TNT title. What are they doing here? But he put on, I just think just strictly for his work rate alone and what some of those matches he did. And honestly, and I think him doing that really, I wasn't the biggest Orange Cassidy fan. So I was like, okay, 
I get it. But like, you can definitely tell this year, he seemed to be really trying to break away from more of the, it's weird. I don't want to say break away because he still does it, but it's like he, he proved that he can, he actually really can wrestle. He's very good and can hang with really, really, really good wrestlers and whatnot. I thought the stuff he did with Mox was great. That was actually on the short list of my promos uh, of the year was their little battle that they did. And he's like, my name's Orange Cassidy and I don't need a catchphrase. And he dropped them. I, I, I thought that was great. <laughs> I really did. Um, you know, and I just, but he, the work that guy put in day, like week after week after week. And really it was like a lot of it was mid card. Um, I think on the pay-per-views, they were like opening matches. And I just, I really, I, honestly, I was thinking about it while you guys were talking. I'm like, my God, he's almost like the underrated wrestler of the year too. Um, like he kind of fits two bills for me. Um, and that's, I just, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't kind of like you, Jim with Will Ospreay. I don't really recall him having a, you know, I'm sure there were a couple of stinkers. I'm, you know, it happens and whatnot, but I thought most of the matches that he did were pretty good. I thought it was kind of cool with some of the different people that were coming out, you know, challenging him. Um, I, I, I don't know why, but I do love his, his approach to when somebody wants to challenge him. And it was, I know he did it last year, but when someone came up and was like, okay, look, Orange Cassidy, and he's he's cutting a promo, and Orange is like, okay, fine, you can have the match. And the guy, he's like, wait, what? Like, it was just so, I love it when he does that. I don't know why. He's like, yeah, sure, book it. And he just walks away. And, like, I think that's brilliant. I love that, that, like, these people are gearing up to do this, like, great promo. And he's like, yeah, sure, okay. And that just, it's really funny to me. But, yeah, he was my wrestler of the year because I really thought he helped put that title on the map. Um, you know, not quite, you know, I, I don't think it's gone quite the way or, or did, you know, what the TNT title was going to, you know, was basically to nothing. And Christian Cage brought it back. I can absolutely see why you picked him um, for that because he absolutely made it relevant again. Um, kind of reminded me of, I um, can't believe I'm kind of comparing him to this. I am comparing him to this. But when Miz got the Intercontinental title, he really brought it back. Um, well, and, young and, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> every 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 young a young person is a young Eddie Guerrero. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, and I just but I mean no, I really did. I was really impressed with Orange Cassidy's work this year. Um and I just I think it's gonna be another fun year with him, you know, kind of making I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with it. Um I'm hoping it, it's not gonna go the way of what the TNT title was going to. It kind of feels like it is. Um, just because he really exhausted himself. Um, I think, uh, I think Mox to me, I, I, I can't remember if I read this or if I just kind of assumed that it, it Mox was probably supposed to have a lengthy run with it, but then, you know, Ray Phoenix dropped him on his head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whoops. that was yeah. definitely an well, actual title run. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and whatnot, but I, maybe that'll be fun is, you know, I would love to see orange Cassidy and Ray Phoenix, you know, when Phoenix, God damn, like take a break and get 100% healthy. Like I've heard that's like one of his, a lot of people actually kind of like their biggest gripe about him is that he's so good, but he works hurt. Mm -hmm. He just continue, he just will not stop. And they're like, dude, you're, you're going to either kill yourself or you're going to cripple yourself. Like they're, they're like, I'm really happy they, they, cause they, they kind of alluded to it in, um, wasn't it like a battle Royal or something earlier in the year, or it was like a tag team or something where he went out real fast. And it was basically to be like, you need to stop. Like You need to take a break and heal up kind of thing. And that's where he's at right now. He's, he's healing up. So hopefully he comes back. Um, but I, w- I would love to see him and Orange Cassidy go at it again. But yeah, so that was my pick from rest, male rest of the year was Orange Cassidy. 
So I don't really think that's a uh, an odd choice. I, I think that was that's pretty pretty spot on, man. I think that's a really really good pick, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, thank you. Especially since, like you said, I mean. Uh, that guy is a workhorse and he's definitely a huge part of the reason why AEW is, is as successful as they are. So I, if they're, they're smart, they would definitely try to do whatever they can to just make sure he stays around for a long time. Yeah. And I just think it's funny too. Cause like when he first showed up, he was, he was like kind of not Mr. Indie, but he was really big on the Indies. But when he first showed up at the, I don't know if it was, they were AEW yet. Um, but when he showed up at the, I think it was at the, when they did the all in the first all in over at the, uh, the all state or no, not the all state. It's the now arena now yeah, or now whatever arena. the fuck it's called. Um, and whatnot. He, everyone was like, who, who the fuck is this guy in the jeans? And now look at him. So, I mean, it's like four years later, like that's not bad, man. To like, you know, and, and that's, again, he was like, I, he was huge on the Indies. He was with Shakara for years. He was, um, I think fire ant. He yeah. was in that whole colony thing. Or whatever. And a lot of people have, have really said that he's always been very underrated and like, you know, he just he he needs his just desserts kind of thing. You know, he needs his just do. And I'm happy to see that he got it. So I, I thought he did a damn good job last year. I've heard worse ones. All right. Well, that that leads us to our, our last topic. Um, and that is female wrestler of the year. Um, I'll, I'll 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 start this one off to bring us home. Uh, I my pick, uh, Julia Hart. Um, I didn't have any runners up again kind of just uh yeah not a not a not a a deep field this year um and whatnot but um it was actually jim that um <laughs> what phrasing what? <laughs> what did i say now you alluded to jim being the runner up for the female wrestler <laughs> <of the> year. <laughs> oh. I, I wasn't even Which, you know thank you I I appreciate that very much. It's our very own Jim Yeager. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. The phrasing. Oh, God. (laughs) I didn't even realize what I said. (laughs) You clearly didn't because you were just like rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, it was it was what I was. I guess what I was trying to say was, Jim, you just in a random, you know, text message. You were like man, Julia Hart's gotten good this year. And I, I just was like, yeah, she really has. And I went back and watched. If you watch her progression up, it's pretty damn good. And she got really good, I thought. And I good for her with the TBS title. Um, it's unfortunate she, her, I think it was her first or second defense was a bit of a stinker. Yeah. Uh, it just, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it was coming off of a, because I think it was, they were coming off of another stinker, right? Weren't they coming off the Jericho well, the, the, are you talking about the match she had with Abaddon? Yeah, World's End. Yeah, that was. I, I think that was just bad chemistry between the two yeah, of them. It just I, did I, I, not yeah, work. No. Which was, I was kind of hoping for more, and it just you could tell. I mean, she missed her like Mister Moonsault, and like it just it just didn't wasn't working. Uh, no. So hopefully, it, it. I'm not, and the only thing I'm just not sure what they're doing with her in Sky Blue. She was if I had to pick was my runner up. Um, it just, but like I'm like it is she bad like I, I can't really tell and like it's really weird so i don't know but anyway julia hart i thought did a, she really did a phenomenal job last year um and i'm really in, i'm really excited to see where she's gonna go because i think she's doing a great job and uh i just i hope um you know i hope she can have another better title defense and i'm hoping that it's not a you know too too soon uh mm-hmm. and whatnot because i was actually pretty surprised that they put the title on her um 
that fast, but I was like, okay, maybe, you know, I mean, I clearly, I thought she deserved it cause she, she, she developed so well this year. Um, you know, so I hope it's not a, uh, we made a, you know, too quick of a decision and they pull it from her and they, they give her another shot, but, um, yeah, she was mine. I, I thought she was just great. Just strictly because of how good she got over a, a year's time. Um, I thought it was pretty remarkable. So that was my pick. Um, Jim, how about you? I, uh, I, this is, this is one I had to go back and forth on. I had to debate within myself. I, I believe firmly in, in my decision. I just, I know I'm going to have to explain myself a little bit here. And, and, and I, that's why that was the only thing that was holding me up. But I think the best women's wrestler of the year was Rhea Ripley. Uh, and I, I think, you know, it's not just because like, I want to throw a WWE wrestler in there. I think she has, I mean, she's held the title the entire year. She's, she's her and Gunther are the only people to have long runs where it's like, Oh, this makes sense. They're having long runs, right? right. Like they're having extraordinarily long title runs, but they're defending and they're dominant. I think if there's one flaw in Rhea Ripley, it's that they've booked her to the point where who the fuck's going to beat her. I mean, who's, who's possibly going to be a contender for her title, but that's not her fault. She, she goes out there and has a great match. Now, whether it's out there with, you know, like you said, the match with Zoe Stark, I think could have been better, but she still, she put on a good show against, against Zelina Vega. She put on a good show oh. against Charlotte. She put on a good show. Rhea goes out and performs every single time. Even like Ivy Nile is greener than goose shit and Rhea makes her look good. Right. Ivy yep. Nile has a long fucking road to, to haul here, but Rhea makes her look good. Uh, and, and I just I, I think that she's had an unmistakably great career already with a lot more to go. And I think the whole year was just dominant for her. Uh, I, I think there were some great female talent out there, but I, I just I think when it all is, is said and done, nobody nobody had as dominant of a performance this year as Rhea Ripley did male or female. That, that was a good pick. Uh, she was up there. I just, it, it, it I don't want to say too easy, but I mean, it, it I don't know. No, I mean, it, if there's she one was thing on there for say sure. about me, Mike, I'm too easy. Uh, I am, <laughs> I, I'm the too easy guy who likes TNA. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not, not in that essence of, of it just, it, I don't know. I just, I always try to think outside of the box with my picks, but I mean, she was real was up there. And I mean, it was almost because it was like, well, who else would there be? You know what I mean? Cause I agree with you, Jim. She, she goes out and is it's minus a few stinkers, you know, the uh, you know, the one she had with Zoe Stark uh, and, and, and whatnot. Like you said, Jim, she goes out there and just dominates. She's starting to get to the point where, you know, she's so good. She's making Ivy Nile. Like you said, someone who's so green look pretty damn good. Um, and whatnot. And, uh, speaking of that, did you see that match that she had with Ivy Nile? I don't, I don't know. I love it when she does that headbutt when Ivy Nile flew up the top rope and she was like, wonk. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just my, it's it, like you, Jim, I think that's their only is going to be there. Like who the fuck's going to beat her? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like the only thing I, cause I would think that I'm just, cause like, I don't know if you guys saw the, um, there was a, um, supposed leak of who's going to win the rumble this year. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that and it's um, supposedly for this year, it's Bailey, Mm -hmm. which makes no sense. And I'm like, I don't know unless they're doing some sort of weird, you know, um, versus EO sky. 
Yeah, I okay, I guess, but I'm like, there, there's no fucking way she's going after Rhea. That to me, that just is not believable enough. So it's just I don't know who they're gonna be. Like, I don't know who it would be. And Jade Cargill, like way too soon, um, etc. I could see them doing a nice lengthy thing, but I just I cannot see anybody anytime soon taking it off. So it's a great pick, Jim. I mean, really, don't get me wrong. If I the if I had to, you know, pick a reason to only like to tune in to watch anything with WWE, it'd be for Rhea, uh, for sure. Tomas? Uh, N- Nikki Cross. <laughs> no? No. You guys don't like how she just stares at the TV? <laughs> I do love Nikki Cross. I just I don't think this was her year. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is definitely her year. No. Uh, is it Valhalla? It's Valhalla, right? It's Valhalla. Uh, it's, no, it's, it's, it's Rhea Ripley, man. Same, same with Jim. Three Ripley, hands down. I, I think Jim, Jim said it best. I think out of ever anyone to hold a title this year in every company, she was the one to to make it the most relevant. Probably second to to Gunther as well. Um, but uh, she, yeah. If there's like a, a wrestler of the year period, I, I for sure would would say it would be a definite tie between her and Will Ospreay. Um, I think she's, she just, she knows how to do it. She does it well. Um, I mean, she put Selena Vega over massively in Puerto Rico and she's, I mean, even though she still lost, she still made her look that amazing. And I think that's a testament to truly an amazing wrestler is you can make the other person look good and still have them lose. Um, I think the only thing that I worry about Rhea is, is in wwe's weird brain um I, even though triple h is is running it i can still see this happening them being like well she's gonna she's now going to like give up the title and go after like uh go after the men's division titles a la like china did um that's the only thing i worry about will they do it i mean who knows but i mean even though what's her name uh blanchard's kid Oh, Tessa. Tessa. I mean, even though Tessa was a piece of garbage, like when she did it, she did. I mean, that was the last person that I thought was like actually believable to like put up against like a world title, like, uh, you know, in, in the men's dominant, you know, division. Like I think Rhea Ripley could like smoke after those guys. So like, could I see it happening? Eh, I hope it doesn't. Cause I think she should just be dominant. And, and I do re- agree. I don't know where she goes from here. Um, Becky Lynch, maybe. And then you just float it down the line. Becky gives it up to somebody else. But other than that, that's the only thing. That's the only person I could see um, beating, you know, Rhea is, is Becky. I could beat Rhea Ripley. Yeah. yeah, my my actual my woman's wrestler of the year is actually Jim. Yeah, yeah. I'm better than he was our runner up. up. He was my runner yeah. up. Jim can He's my runner up. He's my number one. You know, it's really my one of my favorite things about Rhea Ripley uh, is that her finisher, the Riptide. I invented that finisher in 1998. Uh, it was called the Jaeger bomb, the Jaeger uh, bomb, and the pump handle power bomb. And there's actual video footage of it that exists in TVW. I invented the pump handle power bomb. Uh, Rhea Ripley, I think, was like a fetus at that time uh, <laughs> because I'm fucking old. Uh, but yeah, the every so every time she does the riptide, I'm like, it's the Jaeger bomb. God damn it. <laughs> So, Rhea, if you're if you're listening, you owe you owe Jim some royalties, or or a hug, 
or a hug. I'll settle for a hug. (laughs) Hug. Hug. Where's Jim Yeager? I owe him. (laughs) Get out of here, you son of a bitch. Come get this hug like a man. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, Tom, to your point, and and I, um, you know, hasn't she really been pushing for intergender? Like her and Steen, right? Or Kevin Owens, they they mm-hmm. both been kind of like, let's get like mixed tags and and whatnot, et cetera, in there. And it just I don't know why they just haven't pulled the trigger. I don't know, because the last uh time intergen the the intergender wrestling was with Joey Ryan and who made people grab his dick for a finisher. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think we can just draw the line. You know, I, I don't think you have to throw the baby out with a bathwater. I think you could just, there's a real clear line to be delineated of don't grab a guy's dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, I've seen a lot of intergender matches that don't involve grabbing Joy and Ryan. I was going to say. So before we wrap here, um, you know, we typically here on, on three sweet me, bro, we do, um, you know, we do a spotlight. Um, and, uh, you know, it, um, I, I, I think I can safe to say for all three of us, um, it's, it's been a year. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's been a crazy year. Um, and, uh, we, we have a spotlight, uh, that we'd like to do, uh, really quick. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to Tom uh, to to kind of bring it on home for this year uh, or not bring it on home for this year, but to kind of really wrap up our year in review uh, and, and whatnot. So we have a very special spotlight um, that we'd like to uh, we'd like to share with all of you. So, Tom, without further ado, if you'd like to bring us on home, my friend, please do. Well, actually, I have we have two spotlights. Um, so I'll try to get through this if you if you don't mind. So our first special spotlight is none other than our editor in crime, the guy who makes the the show sound like a legit podcast. Uh, when we first birthed this idea of another wrestling podcast, uh, I told Mike, if we do this, there's somebody that we can't do it without. And that is none other than Jim Yeager. Uh, I met Jim when I was 15 years old. I was a little shit who thought I knew everything about everything. And it was Jim, which I deservedly needed to take me down a peg. I was arguing that the Sex Pistols were bigger and like a total idiot, insisting that Jim had no idea what he was talking about because he said that the title, that title belonged to none other than The Clash. Music is music, little man. It doesn't have to be so serious, he told me. Something that has stayed with me my whole life. I've always been the little brother, not only in my family, but amongst my brother and his friends. Jim could have verbally destroyed me right then and there. But he laughed and looked at me like any brother would, and say, huh, I like him. Just like that, Three Sweet Me was actually born before we even knew it. Uh, we, oddly enough, got to give a, a, a special shout out to CM Punk uh, for acting like a complete lunatic for all of 2023. Uh, if it wasn't for his meltdown, I don't think I ever would have texted Jim, what the hell was that? Uh, Jim isn't just crucial because he knows pretty much everything about wrestling, but because he makes his podcast feel actually legit. Uh, there's a lot of work we need to do in the future. That's, I think, all of our opinion here. Uh, but there have been multiple episodes that my brother and I have both yelled out, Jim, God damn it, you did it again. <laughs> Jim is hilarious, talented, and such an amazing friend. Without Jim, especially this year, uh, we'd, I think we'd, we'd still be stuck on episode one. Um, 
Without Jim, we wouldn't have this fun outlet that my brother and I desperately needed to get through this terrible year. Uh, finally, I feel like Mike and I can, uh, we're comfortable enough to do this. <clears throat> so the last spotlight is a special uh, spotlight near and dear to Michael and myself and our friend Jim. Uh, this last year on February 1st, we lost our mother. Uh, we lost mom to a fierce cancer that was unexpectedly and with little warning, it came back. Uh, there's a lot to be said about my mom, but for our podcast without mom, we wouldn't have never discovered our love for professional wrestling. Uh, it was mom who showed us this weird, bizarre, entertaining art form. She watched it with her dad and we watched it with her. Even in the depths of this, in, uh, even, <clears throat> even in the depths of this insanity known as the attitude era, she'd sit right by us laughing hysterically while someone would get hit with a trash can. Uh, one of Mike's favorite memories of mom and wrestling was her love of Goldberg. Uh, our one particular match, or shall I say moment, as Mike says, stands out. The Berg had our favorite mathematician, Scott Steiner, over his head in a gorilla press, and then just straight dropped him behind his head. Mom let out one of her classic big laughs and couldn't stop laughing while saying, oh my God, he just dropped him. <laughs> she boo the heels and she'd cheer the good guys, with one exception, Roddy Roddy Piper. She was always sweet on Roddy. It was her love of Roddy that we always, and I seriously mean always, watched They Live anytime it was on. As we grow to adults, she'd always ask us what's going on in the days of the wrestling world. And like any good mom, she'd listen to us, agree, and most likely in her private moments, cry because her grown adult sons were complete and utter losers. All kidding aside, mom would walk into a room while we watched and always did the following. Stand up, watch from a distance, ask us who is who and what are they fighting for? She'd laugh, leave the room, and eventually come back. And she'd sit down next to us and say that she'd watch for a few minutes. Before you knew it, you'd make her drink, give her a sip of your beer, and you'd be running down the card getting her picks for wins and losses. She loved it all. Uh, when we told mom that we were finally doing a podcast about her love of professional wrestling, she said, well, that's about time. I made sure to listen to every episode before she got sick. If it weren't for mom, we'd never be engulfed in this silly world and invested as we are in wrestling. I hope that she's learning a proper sleeper hold from the hot rod himself so she's ready to show us when we all meet again. We love and we'll miss you forever, mom. For our little fan base, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening, being patient for every episode, and as we get back on track, I assure you that 2024 will just be three sweet. <laughs> 